Hi, my name is John Kim, and I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth. I share my feelings and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical and with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. So I started running live Zoom groups during COVID as a way to help people get out of their heads and process some stuff, but also to build a community where we could champion each other's stories. It's called the TAT Lab, and that has grown into a thriving community now where we have life coaches and therapists all running multiple classes a day, everything from codependency to relationships. I run a giant check-in once a week. I'm also doing a group couples class, everything from trauma to chakras, and, and it's constantly changing. And one of the reasons why it's called the lab is because uh, we are playing in our sandbox. And something that I'm super passionate about is helping people in a casual way. So it's more casual over clinical. Um, we have a great time and we have an amazing community. And also it's extremely affordable. So check us out. There's no better time to grow than right now. Go to my Instagram at The Angry Therapist and click on my bio link. And we will see you in group. You know you're growing when something little that used to bother you no longer bothers you or something that didn't bother you uh, now does today because it proves that there's some kind of shift. For example, the way that the toilet paper drips, whether it's from the top or the bottom, I before could give two shits about, put on purpose, but today... I actually prefer my toilet paper flowing from the top. And so now, if it's not, if it's put in a way where it comes from the bottom, that really bothers me. All right, probably not the best example of growth, but I notice things about me changing. I notice my uh, taste changing in things. I notice my tolerance changing, my resistance changing, and all of that. And I hope that you do as well and that you are grateful for all these little changes because I think that we today are so focused on these big macro changes, you know, things are that, that, that are going to really like change our lives and what we do. Um, but like our bodies, when we're changing our bodies, you know, you don't over the weekend transform your body. It takes months. It takes time. Uh, but it's looking in the mirror and seeing... Um, the hint of one ab, if that's your goal, or looking into the mirror and seeing, you know, a, a, a little um, muscle line that you didn't have before, or maybe um, lifting something that you couldn't before, even if it's two pounds. And, you know, those little tiny shifts, I think, build. And that's how we grow. That's how we evolve. So I don't know um, why I got into that. That is what was... Um, in my head. Oh, it was because it's Thanksgiving. By the way, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, because it's Thanksgiving, I was thinking about all the things to be grateful for. And I think sometimes when we think about things to be grateful for, we forget about the little things. So wanted to just remind you that the little things are big and to be grateful for them as well. Now, speaking of gratitude, I think that gratitude can be a list, right, that we check off and um, I think it's very easy to fall into the pattern of, of, yeah, you know, I have a list of things I'm grateful for and you just kind of run through them. And especially if they're the same things, um, 
you're actually not grateful for them. You're just reading off a list, you know. So this Thanksgiving, maybe really sit with what you are truly grateful for. The other thing about gratitude is it's very fleeting. And I think this is also what's really difficult about practicing gratitude is it's easy to um, say I'm grateful for something. And then, you know, three seconds later, you are flipping someone off, honking your horn, <laughs> and uh, you're seeing your whole life as uh, the, the, the glass being half empty. And, you know, uh, you could lose your feeling of gratitude very quickly. And so... I think to really practice gratitude, you have to feed it. And I think you have to feed it constantly as if it's like a living, breathing thing. Like imagine if gratitude is a plant and if you don't feed it, if you don't give it sun and water, it's going to die. And so if your version of practicing gratitude is just to read off a list, you are not feeding gratitude. You are um, going through the motions, you may be pretending, uh, but it's a very slippery way of practicing gratitude. So to really practice gratitude, to really, you know, give it sun and water and allow it to grow, you have to focus on what you're grateful for. So think of something right now that you're really grateful for. And it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be like this big thing that happened. It doesn't have to be um, the obvious uh, like your children, you know, your partner, your friends, you know, those are all amazing, great things in your life, of course. But maybe pick something really small and, and, and something that you haven't thought about before or, or um, fed uh, in a way where it makes you feel grateful, you know. So pick something small and really try to feel it. So whatever that is... Um, I'm trying to think myself of something that I'm grateful for. Oh, okay. So I just got Invisalign. And uh, I have a story to this because I grew up with jack teeth. And um, because I was, you know, uh, breakdancing and skating and always trying to hang out with the cool kids, I, I was, and this was the 80s, where braces were only silver and <laughs> there was no such thing as like Invisalign or braces that go in, you know, uh, hidden behind your teeth. They're just bright and silver and, and, and you know, people were, were wearing uh, headgear and shit. And I didn't want to fall into that category because I was, um, I thought I was too cool. So I had jacked up teeth and because I had jacked up teeth, um, I never smiled because I was so insecure about my teeth. And it wasn't until I got into a skateboarding accident where I fell flat on my face on concrete Um and loosened the whole front roll of my teeth and like cut my lips and almost cut my tongue off. Um, I had to get stitches and all that. The doctor forced me to get top braces um, just to hold my teeth in so they wouldn't fall out. And in doing so, I was I managed to straighten my teeth a little bit. But as an adult, I was still, you know, I, I was, I'm still insecure about my smile. I'm just not a smiley guy on top of that. Uh, having jack, jack teeth doesn't help, right? So recently... Um, a new friend hooked me up with Invisalign because she's a dentist and she gave them to me for a price I could not say no to. Um, and so now I have uh, quote unquote braces at 45 and I'm so grateful that, uh, well, first I'm grateful for the invention of Invisalign. This whole episode sounds like an Invisalign commercial and it's not. I'm just grateful that I can um, have straight teeth 
I'm grateful that I had that chance, that opportunity. And every time, because you have to put one in every week, every time I feel my teeth move, right, I'll be reminded, of course, that they're also painful when they move, but I'll also be reminded that um, I'm grateful to have this chance, you know, because usually uh, people in their 40s don't, um, they don't get, they don't, you know, work on their teeth, right? They, I mean, they may do other things, but, um, or maybe not. I don't know what it's like today. I know with me growing up, um, when I was growing up, you know, braces, that was like a kid's thing. It wasn't uh, for adults. So I'm grateful for that. So to practice gratitude would be to, um, every time that I got to take these fuckers out, (laughs) which is every time I eat, instead of, um, being annoyed and being embarrassed and being frustrated because of the amount of, you know, you have to take them out, put them in, take them out, um, to actually be grateful to feed the gratitude, you know, to see that um, every time you take them out and in, you have an opportunity to uh, build more self-esteem, you know. And so that would be one example of constantly feeding gratitude. So it's not a one-time thing. It's not like I got the Invisalign, I'm grateful. I mean, you could start there, but it's every day feeling a sense of gratitude instead of uh, feeling a lack of, right, or frustration or whatever. So what is one thing you're grateful for? Um, But more importantly, how can you feed that so you are reminded daily and you're able to feel the gratitude and 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 do it in a way where it grows. You know, I really believe whatever you feed grows. That's just like a. I think it's just a universal law. So, um, getting to a point where you are practicing gratitude so much that is it's growing and growing, and it's easier to be grateful for all the, all the things. I want to switch topics. You know those uh, magazines how. <laughs> Some magazines on the cover, there's like two covers. There's a cover on the front, and then when you flip the magazine to the back, it's actually a cover too. And half the magazine, um, you flip the pages one way, and then when you flip the magazine over, it, it, it's, a, it's like a different magazine. Does that make sense? There's a couple magazines that do that. Well, this episode is that. So the first half of this episode was about gratitude. The second half of this episode is going to be about family dynamics because you are most likely hanging out with family this Thanksgiving. And I want to remind you of this. We are now flipping this podcast over and uh, changing topics. You have the power to change your family dynamic. You don't have the power to change family members, but you can change the family dynamic. And even if it's slight, because you are part of that dynamic. And I'm not saying that it's easy, but in growing up, we all have a family dynamic. It's extremely powerful. It's very sticky. It's usually unhealthy and dysfunctional, right? And this is why when we grow up as adults and we go back, it doesn't matter how, you know, who we've become, we could, have be, we, we could become fucking Oprah or the president or whatever. You go back to your family and, you're, and you snap back into that 15-year-old, right? And that's because that dynamic of the family is so strong. So when you go back to visit your family for Thanksgiving, be the most honest version of yourself knowing that's going to shift the dynamic of the family. I'm not saying family. I'm not saying to be a dick. I'm not saying to be, I'm just saying to um, be 
in a, uh, in a way where you pull yourself out of the dysfunction where you may have to draw some boundaries um, or maybe it's like, you know, inserting the, uh, that emotional speed bump so you're less reactive and more responsive. Maybe it's looking at your parents from a distance and seeing their story and understanding why they say what, what they say um, and not just going and reacting um, off of who they are because most likely our parents have not changed. Um, maybe it's a lot of forgiveness. Maybe it's a lot of empathy. I don't know what it looks like, but just change the dynamic. Go into your family dynamic, a different person, and observe and see what happens. One of the things um, that I also would like for you to do is to not participate in triangles. And I talk about this all the time because this is a easy way. Um, I wouldn't say easy. Um, it's hard, but it's 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 it's, sim- it's simple as far as the concept in changing or shifting the family dynamic and what i mean by don't be a triangle is if mom has a problem with dad let mom go to dad don't be the middle person that everyone comes to because then you are stunting both of their growth because you're taking on that emotional garbage or you are uh, intercepting um that their growth and their stretch to actually have a conversation or to face their fears or to you know all of that stuff so Shift the family dynamic. Um, this, if, if shit gets heated and, and your family starts talking about politics this, this Thanksgiving, um, go for a walk. Disengage. You know, don't Try to do the opposite of, of what you usually do if what you usually do creates anxiety and discomfort and you know, a heated argument and, and suddenly people are throwing turkey legs at each other. Um, see what you can do. Um, maybe it's meditate, go take a few breaths. I don't know, but try to shift the dynamic. And when you do it, observe, see what happens. The goal is for you to realize that you actually have power in um, the dynamic of your family because most people believe they do not. Happy happy Thanksgiving. You could tell I... I, I, uh, where Invisalign now because of the of my speech. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. You know what? You know what I'm also grateful for are, are these little pla- these plastic trays are going to help me speak slower because now I have to enunciate. Um, and this is the beauty of this shit. Uh, when I say this shit, I'm just talking about things that happen to us where we believe that, uh, um, or we get you know we we believe that we don't that they're not for us or, or we don't want this at this time, and then we're able to kind of. Uh, explore and 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 grow knowing that there is good there right this is also something that happened to me when I first fell into nonprofit. oh I'm sure what you know about because I talked about many times and it wasn't my definition of being a therapist well these plastic trays are going to force me to enunciate because it's a problem that I've had for my entire life I mumble no one can understand what I'm saying so now I have to slow down okay I am grateful for you. I am grateful for your listens. I am grateful for you um, just following my story. And um, all the love I get from you guys is is always been the and always will be the fire that keeps me uh, either typing or talking into this $9 microphone <laughs> or um, doing videos or whatever it is. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, that's something I think about daily and uh, we'll always be grateful for it. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that, 
and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordo, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support and business development, ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.